your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome, and now for this week's edition of All Around the Leagues. Hello and welcome to the Maidstone and Midkent section of the Selk podcast. I'm Ian and I'm back in the hot seat to bring you all the news, views and information from around the league, along with the results and fixtures as part of the weekly show. It's week one, which saw 14 fixtures across four divisions as the 2020-21 Maidstone and Midkent League kicked off. Some big games across the league already and we'll bring you all the results and scorers for the matches as part of the results show. We've also got the President's A and B Cup draws to come, so stay tuned. But first, I caught up with the League Secretary Steve Taylor to talk about the sad news that Richard Tolley, a loyal servant to the league, had recently passed away. Hi Steve, welcome to the show. We heard just before the opening weekend the sad news that the long-serving referee Richard Tolley passed away. He had been refereeing for many years and was a real asset to the league. Uh, can you tell me when you first met him and, and what he was like as a person? Yeah, I mean, uh, I first uh, qualified as a referee in 1996 um, and probably met uh, Richard at Moat Park. Uh, so the games in those days at Moat Park, there was a, a large referee's changing rooms uh, with six or seven games down at, at the park. You'd often obviously get quite a few of you in the changing rooms together. Um, there was quite a sort of bit of banter before you went out and everyone sort of went out together, uh, flags under one arm, ball under the other and wished each other well and kind of got back at the end and, and reminisced about what, what had happened in the game and if anything unusual had happened. Uh, and Richard, you know, at that point was already uh, a very experienced referee and he had, uh, you know, great words of encouragement for all young referees that were coming through. Um, so I think I probably first met him at Moat Park. He's, he's, you know, he's been around forever. He's one of those referees that's, you know, every time you, th- you think back to sort of when people were playing, uh, certainly when I stopped playing about 1994, you know, he refereed me. So he's just one of those figures that just seems to have been around since he hit dot, really. Just the one thing that's always stuck in my mind, actually, is that, uh, I can't remember if it's a Saturday or Sunday, but there was, there was a weekend when it was snowing like a clap, it's blizzard-like conditions. Almost every game was off. Um, you know, you, you kind of look through the results and say, oh, that, that game was played. Um, and it was no surprise when the Kempsinger came out on the Friday to see a picture of Richard in his referee's kit with tracksuit and a bobble out on running around in a blizzard. And he would have been the only referee that would have played that weekend. I said, I think he loved the game more than the players, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's such a, such a great story. And it wasn't just the, the Maidstone Midkent League. He's been involved in the, the Saturday League and the, and the Minor League as well. Yeah, basically... Uh, if there was a game of football, uh, Richard Tully was, you know, was available to referee. He, he refereed on the Maidstone District League up until its demise in 2018. Um, I know he did well over 600 games for those. He won the Referees Merit Cup um, four or five times. You know, and, and certainly players of that sort of late um, 90s uh, through to the noughties, you know, there's not a player that wouldn't have played in local football that doesn't know Richard Tully. He did the, say, the Saturday League. Uh, Sunday mornings he'd do the, the Mason and Mid-Kent League. Um, and then he'd hang around in the afternoon and pick up a game in the Mason Minor League. So, you know, football and refereeing was in his blood. Um, he loved nothing more than to, to get out there and, and get involved in a game of football. He probably loved it more than the players, to be honest. 
Yeah, so great to hear. And uh, you mentioned about the the referees awards. I mean, he won the referees merit award for Mason and Mid Kent in the eighties, nineties, and and twice since the year two thousand. So you know, massively respected by players and officials over the years. Can you tell me a bit more about his refereeing style? Well, I'd say Richard is one of the sort of most laid back referees that you'd ever seen. Um, he had an uncanny knack of not really running around the pitch, but being in the right place at the right time. Um, which gives you massive respect with the players. So um, he was kind of a, a, a laid-back referee. He always had a smile on his face, always chewing his bit of gum, always giving words of encouragement to, to players that had a mistimed tackle. You know, he, he kind of called them over and said, come on, you know, I know you're a bit better than that. So, you know, get yourself together and, and off you go. You know, he was he was one for talking to the players rather than you know, waving cards about. Uh, and as I said before, you know, a great person to have, um, probably the, the greatest referee or the person to give the most referee um, time to to the whole of the football in the Mason area for the last 30, 30 years or so. Yeah, such such great stories there. And uh, it was great to see all the league clubs paying their respect before matches with a minute silent this weekend. How important is it that we respect those who give so much to the football community? There's a, there's a lot of volunteers and officials out there that will be inspired by Richard and give up their time to support the local game. Can we do more? You know, with with, with people that are in those roles. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, for the for the players that are coming through today, they obviously only remember the people that are involved in your time uh, when you're playing football locally. But you know, without uh, the people that have put a lot of time and effort into um, getting the leagues where they are now from, from historically, you know, we wouldn't be in this situation. Certainly, you know, the most of the Mid-Kent Sunny League is, is uh, sort of nearly 60 years old, uh, the minor league 50 years old, uh, the Mason District League was 125 years old. Now, obviously, Richard wasn't on all of those 125 years, but you know, there are uh, predecessors before him that have put those steps in place so that these leagues can carry on. You know, there are you know numerous people that you could mention from Lynn and Ernie Martin, Stan March, and you know, historically, people will know who they are, but they've all been great servants. Uh, and I think when these people pass away, it's only right that the modern-day people in the modern-day era remember those people because without the time and effort that those people put in, we wouldn't be where we are today at all. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, you know, that that was great to see everyone doing that and hopefully there's some, some more great tributes to come. Well, thanks for your time today, Steve. Uh, that was a tribute to, to Richard Tolley, who took charge of four Mason and McKent Cup finals and was also an assistant for another seven of those from the 80 onwards. Uh, so he leaves behind a great legacy and will be sorely missed. In other news, in the last show, we asked clubs to let us know about new kits and sponsors for teams in the league and we had some great responses. In early July, Langley launched their rebrand, a new club badge, which is red and white shield, a centered football, neatly featuring crossing stems of grain at the base. Their new night kit is a bold red with white highlights on the chest and sides. And they've added the chartered standard logos to the sleeve, which really gives a smart overall look. So well done, guys. Their new sponsor, Charlatans, are a local family-run company in Langley. They provide quality produce to the leading food retailers across the UK. And they've been extremely generous with their sponsorship and support for Langley. We hope there's a partnership that continues to grow over the years. Also in July, What Horse released their new kit with a spoof of the classic Hovis advert featuring the boy delivering bread on his bike. It received a lot of attention on Twitter. If you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch. Search for the hashtag, The Breadman, and click videos, and it will be top of your list. 
Their new Adidas kit stays with the traditional raw blue of the club with a white and blue pattern that fades at the base of the sleeve and a mesh on the shoulders and back of the shirt. The Breadman have the new Hovis logo on the front, which doesn't need any introductions as a national company. They've got the FA Charter Standard Badge on the left sleeve and new sponsor in Selk and Sports King TV on the right sleeve. The kit release also included a vibrant goalkeeper kit with two tones of orange horizontal meshed stripe pattern, so definitely check that out. Vinters don't have a new kit, so are still in the classic green Nike strip with the Ashley Sports Bar on the front, but announced in September, AJ Lucas Roofing Contractors are sponsoring their home matches and Man of the Match Award moving forward, so well done to them for encouraging support to the local game. Gold Stars released their kit a couple of weeks ago. They clearly liked the White Horse kit release and went for the same Adidas shirt but in a royal blue. Their new sponsor is Orpington-based company Flint Insurance, who deal with both commercial and personal insurances. So great to see them supporting grassroots. And finally, we've had a sneak preview of the new Whitehorse Jaguars kit, which is due out early October. This is definitely one to watch out for. The kit is made by Maca Sports. It's a bold orange home kit with black short sleeves and has a great Jaguar print across the shoulder and down the sides. It's a really unique kit and definitely brings something different to the league. Their shirt sponsor is Rico Sabo, who have a Spanish and Latin American style restaurants in Rochester and Gravesend. So definitely check them out for some top food if you're over that way. They've also received additional sponsorship from Care Bear Kennels, who are daycare and boarding centres for dogs in Medway and are working with the club to promote grassroots football. Thanks to all the clubs who tagged us in posts relating to their kits and sponsors. Great to see so many local and national companies supporting the game in Kent. We'll make sure the pics of the kits and sponsors are posted online. Finally, a quick shout out from Nathan to Lisa, Glenn, Nathan and Lauren from Langley for all their hard work to get everything in place code related to support Langley hosting match days safely. So well done to everyone there. Remember, for any other news, questions or queries, you know the drill. Email me info at whitehorsefootballclub.co.uk, Twitter at white underscore horse underscore FC, Instagram at white.horse.fc. That's it for league news this week, so let's get down to business and have a look at the results from the weekend. In the Express Auto Centre Premiership, Barming beat Ellsford 5-4 away from home in a game full of action. Gareth Brooks and Brett Ince put Barming in control early on, but Lewis Pugsley pulled one back for Ellsford on 17 minutes. Barming responded and had another two before half-time, Jason Perry and then Gareth Brooks with his second of the game. Second half saw the game shift back towards Aylesford. Ashley Russell with a brace bringing the score back to 4-3. Brett Ince made it 5 to ease the pressure for Barming, but Ben Mallins came off the bench for Aylesford to make it 5-4. Aylesford pushed for an equaliser, but Barming held on strong to take the points. East Mooling made their intentions for the title this season clear with a 3-1 win over the Fish. The Fish took the lead on 10 minutes, Jack Gibson with a far post header finding the back of the net. But a strong second half and mauling saw Mark Barrett and a brace from substitute Nathan Fawkes turn the game around. It was a big game to open the season for both teams. Mauling will be pleased that they've got the advantage over a big title favourite. K-Sports held Marder Miners on their Premiership debut. Ollie Bartram with the goal for K-Sports. Bradley Watkins with the effort for Marden. In Division 1, Invicta Rangers lost 5-2 at home to Whitehorse. A sloppy start and a poor clearance from goalkeeper Ryan Jones gifted Alex Dunmill a goal for Rangers within the first two minutes. He found the back of an empty net from distance. The lead didn't last long. John South fouled on the edge of the area moments after the restart meant Craig Lawrence could fire in a powerful free kick to level the scores. 
White Horse moved up a gear and debutant Ronnie Ward found Jacob Walter to slot home and put the bread run in front. And soon after, it looked like they'd add another before half time. Tom Woolen, who was fed from wide on the right, found the corner of the net before it was adjusted offside by the linesman. Ryan Jones made a men's in goal with a smart save just before half time as Rangers were looking for a way back into the game. Second half saw the Breadman search for a third. Charlie Ward jinking in the box to far home from close range to score on his debut before Ollie Sutton headed home from close range for Rangers to reduce the deficit. Whitehorse went finished with the scoring. Joe Borman added from close range after a Dean Skeggs corner and Tom Woolen found the back of the net again after Dean Skeggs up top had worked hard to win the ball from the Rangers back line to complete the victory. Langley lost 3-0 at home to Rubicon Limerick. Early in the first half, Langley appealed for a serious foul after attacking the Rubicon defence. It wasn't given and it gave the opportunity for Rubicon to break down the left and feed Josh Wilson, who slotted home to give them the lead. Langley had a great chance to level the score midway through the first half, but the Rubicon keeper produced a great save to maintain their lead. The second half was a similar tight game. A free kick floated in by Rubicon saw defender Dan Young unfortunately turn it into his own net to double the lead. Langley tried to get back into the game but found the opposition keeper in particularly good form and then late on Josh Wilson got his second to make it 3-0 and secure all three points for Rubicon. There was a serious injury in that game in the second half uh, to a Rubicon player we unfortunately don't have the name of but we wish him a speedy recovery. Larkville made their league debut with a tough tie against East Morning Reserves but earned a point from the game. Charles Benson and James Savage with the goals for Larkfield, Liam Budgin with a brace for Morning Reserves. Larkfield had opportunities to claim all three points but were denied twice by the woodwork in an entertaining match. Sutton Valance beat Laybourne 2-0 at the War Memorial Ground. James Rowe with two second half goals to secure all three points for Sutton Valance. In Division 2, Aylesford Reserves convincingly beat AFC Phoenix 6-1 at home. Sean Hardy with a hat-trick, Thomas Whitnell with a brace and a solo effort from Jack Salisbury completed a comfortable win for Aylesford. No team sheet from Phoenix, so I'm unable to give you their goal scorer. Maidstone Tempest went down 4-1 at home to Minter. And Tom Bolton brace as well as efforts from Chris Archer and Greg Hart for Minter. Jake Kennedy with a consolation for Tempests. Park Royal Reserves were held to a one-all draw with Whitehorse Jaguars. Tom Judges with the goal for Park Royal. Aaron Chapman with the goal for the Jags. Vinters went down 4-2 at home against Barming Blues. Jake Bates with a brace as well as efforts from Che Bradbury and Toby Smith secured a win for the Blues. Graham Noakes and Jamie Tilston with the goal for Vinters. In Division 3, Coxheath and Farley shared the points with Walnut Wanderers in an entertaining tool draw. Dominic Bourne and Marius Brew with the goals for Coxheath. No team sheet for Walnut, so I'm unable to give you their goal scorers. Snodland Town kicked off their debut season with a 4-0 win over Crosskey. Luke Cuthbert with a brace as well as efforts from William French and Ben Twist for the town. And finally, the Labourne Derby ended in a one-all draw. Andy Inskip with a dream start, putting Labourne Chase ahead early on. Charlie Denninger scored for Labourne Angels to level the score in the 28th minute. Both teams searching for a winner in the second half, but it wasn't to be as the game finished a draw. That's it for results from the weekend. Some great games across the league, but if I had to pick one result for the weekend, hats off to East Mauling, coming back from a goal down to beat the Fish 3-1. It's something they didn't achieve last season, and in my opinion, probably would have cost them the title. So I'll bet they'll be buzzing with a great win on the opening day. Well done, lads. If you want your matches featured on the podcast, please send your reports in to me using the contact details we gave earlier in the show. We can't feature your team if we don't have the report. 
Thanks to those who sent them in this week. Remember, they need to be with me by Monday morning at the latest. So moving on, as promised, here's the President's Cup draws, which is led by Ian Tucker, the Maidstone United Secretary, accompanied by David Bolton and Steve Taylor. First up is the President's A Cup. Let's see what the teams from the Premiership and Division 1 have in store. We have the draw numbers for the President's Cup Group A. Number 1, Aylesford. Number 2, Barming Colts. Number three, East Mauling. Number four, Fisherman's Arms. Number five, Invicta Gold Stars. Number six, K Sports Express. Number seven, Marden Miners. Number eight, Park Royal. Number nine, East Mauling Reserves. Number 10, Invicta Rangers. Number 11, Langley Athletic. Number 12, Larkfield and Newhive Wanderers. Number 13, Laybourne. Number 14, Rubicon Limerick. Number 15, Sutton Balance Athletic. And finally, number 16, White Horse. So we're now doing the draw for the uh, Maidstone and Midken Sunday League. This is the 2020-21 uh, Presence A Cup draw. These ties will be played on Sunday the 18th of October. And the teams here feature from the Premier Division and Division 1. Uh, Steve Taylor, the League Secretary, David Borton, the League Chairman, are, uh, are with me. And um, if we can check, we've got the right number in the bag. Let's uh, 16. check those out. All 16 present and correct. So I think this time, Steve, you're doing the home teams and uh, David will draw uh, the away side. So let's, uh, let's get the draw underway. Number 10. At number 10, that's Invicta Rangers. We'll play number 12. And number 12, that's Larkfield and New Hive Wanderers. 15. 15 is uh, Sutton Valence Athletic. Number 11. And they'll be playing uh, Langley Athletic. Not, uh, not a long journey for that one. Number 8. And number 8 sees home advantage for Park Royal. Number 4. And they'll be playing Fisherman's Arms. Number 6. Number 6, a home tie for uh, K Sports Express. Number 16. And they'll be playing White Horse. Uh, number three. Number three is uh, East Morlin. Number seven. And they'll be at home to Marden Miners. Number five. Number five, that's the Invicta Gold Stars. We'll play number two. That's number two, Barmin Colts. 14. Number 14, Rubicon Limerick. Number 13. And they're at home to Laybourne. Number one. That's our final uh, two out the bag now. Number one is Aylesford. Number nine. And conveniently, yeah, that's our remaining, one remaining number. That's number nine, East Smalling Reserves. So those ties, we say, will be played on Sunday the 18th of October. And good luck to all those taking part. Thanks for that, guys. Now on to the Presence B Cup, featuring teams from Division 2 and 3. Ian Tucker, David Bourne and Steve Taylor again with the all-important numbered balls. So this is the uh, draw numbers for the teams in the President's B draw tonight. So number one is AFC Phoenix. Number two, Aylesford Reserves. Number three, Barming Blues. Number four, Maidstone Tempests. Number five, Maidstone International. Number six, Park Royal Reserves. Number seven, Vinters. Number eight, White Horse Jaguars. Number nine, Coxeef and Farley. Number 10, Cross Keys. 
Number 11, Invictus Sunday. Number 12, Kent Sands United. Number 13, Laybourne Angels. Number 14, Laybourne Chase. Number 15, Snodden Town. And finally, number 16, Walnut Wanderers. So it's uh, time now for the Maidstone and Mid-Kent Sunday Football League. And this is the 2020-21 President's B Cup draw. And these ties will be played on Sunday the 18th of October. And our sides here are featured from Divisions 2 and 3. League Chairman David Bolton and League Secretary Steve Taylor are with me to do the draw itself. We've got, uh, hopefully, 16 balls there to go in the uh, bag. Let's just check if we're all present and correct. Yep, we're all in. We are, in that case, uh, ready to go. Uh, so David will be drawing the, the home teams for us on this occasion, and Steve will be drawing the away teams. So let's uh, get ourselves underway. Who's going to be the, our first one out? Okay, so first out is number one. So first team out, and it's number one as well. AFC Phoenix, home advantage for them. They play number four. I was you were going to say number two there, but there you go. So, <laughs> so that's uh, number four. That's the Maidstone Tempest. Number seven. Moving on. So uh, second lot of fixtures out. And this is number seven. This is Vinters. Number six. And they will be at home to Park Royal Reserves. Number 14. 14 at home in this round are Laybourne Chase. And they will play. Number 12. Number 12, that's Kent Sands United. Number 8. Number 8, White Horse Jaguars. We'll play 16. And that's uh, Walnut Wanderers. Number 5. Number 5, that's uh, Maidstone International. Home advantage for them against... Number 2. That's number 2, Aylesford Reserves. Number 15. 15 is uh, Snodland Town. Number 11. And they will be taking on Invicta Sunday. Number three. Uh, penult- penultimate uh, tie. Number three are Barmin Blues. Number nine. And they'll be taking on Coxheath and Farley. And number 13. So our final draw, 13, uh, Laybourne Angels. They'll be at home too. The last ball in the bag is number 10. That's uh, number 10 is Cross Keys. So good luck to uh, all those sides. I say those matches will be played on Sunday the 18th of October. Two great draws there. Thanks for that, guys. There's none better in the business. Remember, those ties will be played on Sunday the 18th of October and will appear on the full-time site over the next few days. So before we go, let's have a look at the fixtures for the week ahead. It's Challenge Cup week, so hopefully lots of sides. Looking forward to the magic of the cup. All 32 clubs involved in first-round fixtures. AFC Phoenix host East Mauling, Aylesford take on Laybourne Angels, Bombing Blues host Walnut Wanderers, Coxheath and Farley welcome Invicta Gold Stars, East Mauling Reserves host Aylesford Reserves, Fisherman's Arms take on Minter, Invicta Rangers welcome Barming Colts, K-Sports Express host Sutton Valence Athletic, Kent Sands United host Invicta Sunday, Langley Athletic play Laybourne Chase, Modern Miners welcome Park Royal Reserves, Rubicon Limerick take on Larkfield and Newhithe. Snodland play Maidstone Tempests. Vinters host Crosskeys. Whitehorse welcome Laybourne. And Whitehorse Jaguars take on Park Royal. Best of luck to all the teams on the opening weekend of the Challenge Cup. That's all we've got time for this week. Thanks to the teams who posted news and information. Remember, we need it no later than Monday morning, please, to include in the show that week. 
It's always great to hear from teams across the league with new ideas, club news, match reports or questions. So don't be shy in sending us in your email messages or tag us in on Twitter or Instagram. Don't forget to tune in next week for the latest stories, Challenge Cup results and goal scorers. Until then, remember, it's always more than just football. Hello everyone and welcome back to week three of All Around the Leagues in the Southern Sunday Football League. Let's just get straight into it then. In the Graham Dodd Premier Division, AFC Ballum hosted Wimbledon Town's first team at home and they drew 1-1. Clapham Rovers continued their fantastic start to the season by going 3-0 and winning 3-1 away from home against Battersea Park Rangers. Parklife's first team lost at home to AFC Putney. And in a rare moment for Sunday League football all around the world, there was a nil-nil draw between Westminster Wanderers' first team and Swag. In the Tony Eldridge Championship, Bath Old Boys United lost by one goal to nil to Battersea Dogs. Cosmo United, with the biggest result of the week in the Championship, put seven goals past Clapham Newtown and conceded one. Streatham Stanley beat Lazio by five goals to two. West Norwood also beat South London Giants by four goals to one. That game was 2-1 until the 90th minute. West Norwood grabbing two late goals to ensure their win. And ourselves, Sporting Continental, we won away to Wheat Chief Athletic FC by five goals to one. The video for that game, the highlights for that game even, will be out on our YouTube channel on Friday at 12 p.m. Make sure you guys check that out. Like, subscribe, share it. If you don't like it, share it anyway. If you don't like it, just press like and subscribe. It's not going to cost you anything. Thank you. In the Bob Dixon League One, Barking Mad FC drew 2-2 with Brixton Town FC. Club Vale's first team fell to a 3-1 defeat to Chiswick FC Sundays. And Junction Elite lost by four goals to nil to London Ravens first team in what is a little bit of a grudge match in the Southern Sunday. Kudos Athletic put three goals past Wig Army. Wig Army managing to get on the scoreboard themselves, the game finishing 3-1. And Norton FC got their first win of the season when they beat two in Celtic by four goals to three away from home. Moving on to League Two, Q Antigua's first team beat AFC South London's first team, I beg your pardon, by three goals to one. Putney Pacers are now the only team in League Two that have a 100% win record as they beat Atletico Buble by four goals to two. Ribblesdale Rovers and Real Dundonald FC drew 1-1. Vale County FC and Sporting Crabs also drew that game finishing 3-3. Wimbledon Commoners FC beat Wimbledon Town B by two goals to one. In League 3, Ballon Mariners drew 1-1 with Harbert Rovers. A high-scoring match between Dara's first team and London Brooks FC, with Dara coming out on top, only just that game finishing 6-5 to Dara. Oldsfield FC beat Parklife B, so Parklife's second team, by three goals to nil. Westminster Wanderers Reserves 
lost by two goals to one to South London All-Stars. And Wimbledon Wolves put six goals past one to the four areas, that game finishing 6-1 to Wimbledon Wolves. On to League 4, where table-topping AFC Mortlake continued their 100% start to the season as they beat Q Antigua's B-team by one goal to nil. Clapham Wanderers and Magpie Recruitment fought to a 3-3 draw. Locomotive Wimbledon succumbed to a 2-1 defeat to Northcote Rangers FC. Merton Athletic drew 1-1 with Parthenope FC. And Southside United beat Top Deck FC by one goal to nil. Moving on to League 5, an AFC South London Reserves lost at home to Ballon Badgers by five goals to nil. Painted Community FC beat Newlands FC by four goals to two. Real El Madrid lost by six goals to nil to Junction Elite's second team. And that's the results for League 5. There were only three league games this week. Moving on then to League 6, where Clapham Common FC scored a whopping 12 goals against Club Football Vale's B team, that game finishing 12-2 to Clapham Common FC. Junction Elite's third team lost to St Cuthbert's Casuals by one goal to nil. Modern Rangers lost by three goals to two to UBL CFC Old Boys. St. Matthew's Project beat Westminster Wanderers under 23 side by three goals to two. And West 10 Wanderers lost by three goals to two to London Ravens B team. On to League 7, where AFC Poplar Rovers beat ACT Arantes United away from home by five goals to two. Darius Haravi scoring a hat-trick for AFC Poplar Rovers on that game. Barnstormers also beat Peckham Cosmos by five goals to two. LMT FC beat Syndicate FC by two goals to nil. Southwest Athletic put one goal and that was enough to win the game against Victoria Lion Velocity FC. Summertown Casuals lost by one goal to nil also against Olympic Mayonnaise FC. And finally, League 8, AFC Putney's 11, so their second team, beat Blase Ballers by four goals to two. East Putney FC lost by two goals to one to Junction Elite's fourth team. Lions United beat Clapham North End by three goals to two. Rosendale Sports fell to a 3-0 defeat against Ballam and Clapham Albion FC. And finally, South City and Dara FC's reserves battled to a 4-4 draw in what was a very high-scoring game. So that's it for the Southern Sunday Football League section. As always, please don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, Sporting Continental, where you'll find all of our games, including a County Cup win from last season. Don't forget to like the video. Don't forget to subscribe. We upload videos every Friday at 12 p.m. Thank you. Welcome to this week's Waffle Sunday League podcast for week three, where we'll take a look back at the games played on Sunday the 20th of September 
and also forward to those due to be played this Sunday, the 27th of September. In the Premier Division, Evergreen, playing only their second game of the season, bounced back from their opening game defeat with a comprehensive 4-0 win over Rifle Volunteer. Rifle started with new players making debuts and Evergreen took advantage of this with a strong start, then went ahead with an early lead and they never looked back after that. Like Evergreen, Chorley Wood Club also have three points from two games after they beat Old Valerians 4-2. In the game between the top teams, this saw Oakview bounce back from last week's shock defeat with a narrow 1-0 win over old rivals St Joseph's, with the Oakview goal coming midway through the second half. In the other game in the Premier Division, SC Unicorn took on Sun Sports Athletic, with the match ending up in a 2-2 draw. Unicorn opened the scoring before Sun went 2-1 up. However, a later Unicorn penalty ensured the final draw. In Division 1... North Watford are the only side with a 100% record so far as they beat Oxy Spartans 3-0. Casterbury Rangers are in second place after a second win from three games with a 3-2 home win over Bushy Rangers. Ricky AFC provided a shock against AFC Leavesden with a 2-0 win which inflicted on Leavesden their first defeat of the season. In the battle of the two sides who had suffered two defeats in their opening games, it was Maple Cross who finally got up and running with a 2-0 win over Langleybury Cricket Club, with both goals coming in the final five minutes of the game. In Division 2, FC Woodside lead the way, after a 6-0 hammering of ERFC. Soccer also made it two wins from two games, with a 4-1 win over West Hearts. And Chess United also have two wins from two league games, after a 2-1 win over ACS Milan. WD beat FC Metropolitan Hearts, 4-1, despite starting the game going a goal behind. And finally, St Mary's Harefield beat Skyline quite comprehensively 5-2. In Division 3, three sides, Hertfordshire Eagles, Watford Athletic and Watford Town, have two wins from their opening two games each. Eagles beat Watford Sports 2-0. Watford Athletic had to do it the hard way as they came back from 1-0 down to beat Francis George 2-1. Finally, 
for the second week running, Watford Town won the Woodside Derby, with this time league points at stake, and had an overall 3-2 win over Woodside Wanderers. In the final divisional games, Chelfon Saints enjoyed a good start with a win in their first league game and a 5-2 victory over Batchworth. In the other game, it ended in a 2-2 draw between South Hearts and King George in what was a highly contested and very tight match. Finally, there was one Eric Hand Challenge Cup first round game to be sorted and the outstanding fixture was an all-Division 3 tie between Inter and Sparta Phoenix. This saw the visitors winning 4-1. However, they did need extra time to book a game against 2nd Division FC Woodside in the next round. This now leaves just one remaining first-round tie between Soccer and ERFC to be played on the 11th of October to complete fully the first round ties. Next week, there are a number of fixtures to look forward to with there being a full divisional programme. In the Premier Division, we have leaders, Oakview against Everett Rovers Reed, who haven't played for the last couple of weeks, and Evergreen against second place St Joseph's, and these look to be the pick of the fixtures in this top-flight division. In Division 1, leaders North Watford will take on an in-form Ricky AFC, whilst it will be a local derby as AFC Leavesden face Langleybury Cricket Club. Also, we will see second-place Casterbury Rangers meet Railway Arms, who are still looking for their first points of the season. In Division 2, we see Soccer and Chess United, who have both won their opening games, face each other whilst leaders, FC Woodside, will take on WDFC in what will undoubtedly be a very interesting game. ACS Milan are away to ERFC, and West Hearts are away to FC Metropolitan Hearts. This, with both away clubs looking to get their first points of the season on the board. In Division 3, leaders Hertfordshire Eagles take on New Boys South Hearts. Also, Chelfont Saints take on Francis George in the battle again between two new clubs. And uh, Francis George are looking for their first points on the board. Second place Watford Athletic face Woodside Wanderers, 
whilst third place Watford Town have a tough game against Sparta Phoenix, who have had two recently good results. Looking ahead to next week's podcast, we will be uh, looking uh, towards the fixtures on the 4th of October, which will see the start of the uh, Terry Devereux President's Cup, the Chairman's Cup and the Dennis Jackson Intermediate Cup. These all being divisional cups for the clubs. Also, shortly, of course, we will be doing our end-of-month review when we will be looking not only in more depth at the league tables, but also at things like top goal scorers. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we look forward to uh, providing another report for you next Tuesday. Hello and welcome to our All Around the Leagues recording, bringing you news and updates from the North Kent Sunday Football League. We start today by confirming the results from matches played on Sunday the 20th of September. In the GNM Motors Cup Round 1, Verbena 1, Gravesend United 9, AFC Bells 1, Hive Titans 2, Springhead Park 6, Ridgeway Darts 5, a Ben Cable Hattrick, Josh Cheeseman brace and a goal from Glenn Lester did enough for Springhead Park against Ridgeway Darts, who replied courtesy of an Adam Hattrick, Luke Jenkins and Michael Maynard also getting on the score sheet. Sean Hyam 1, AFC Rocheville 0. Phoenix Sports 3, Marley Royals 5, with Kieran Wells scoring a brace, Aaron Smith, Lee Watkins and an own goal getting the goals for Marley Royals. Jack Sperlin, Ellis Hilliard and Ashley Rolfe replying for Phoenix. Valley Rovers 5, Gravesend Vipers 1, Slade Green Railway 2, Gravesend Cricketers 0, South Darrant 1, Newtown Cobras 2, Yield Leather Bottle 5, Nuevo Club 1, Harry Boyd with a hat-trick, and Adam Berry and Tom Eyes also scoring for the Old Leather Bottle, Dartford Athletic 0, Cobham 5, Town vs Halls Athletic was postponed, Grayson Spartans 4, Taverners 1, New Ash Green 3, Pelham Arms 2, Dartford Eagles 1, Blackline Hartley 0, Zens 1, Six Bells 3, Ben Lockwood, Dan Welsh and Charlie Ball all score for Six Bells with Dean Davidson getting the consolation for Zens from the penalty spot. Rising Eagles 2, The Rose Athletic 5, with one of the scouts of the round, Jack O'Sullivan with a hat-trick, Alec Devney and Kai Reid scoring for the Rose as they progress to round two. Swanscombe Tigers nil, Guru Nanak nil after extra time. Swanscombe Tigers won 3-2 on penalties. Swanscombe Tigers reserves one, Guru Nanak reserves two. In the senior division, AFC Oddfellows one, Sun two. Punjab United two, Sean one. Longfield Athletic 1, Raul Gima 2, and the Albion versus Riverview United was postponed. And in Division 4, Hollisters 0, Darston Athletic 2. Moving on to this week's Games of the Week, Danny from Queen correctly predicted the outcome of three games but didn't get any correct scores, therefore scoring three points. So Black Lion Hartley still lead the prediction table with four points, 
ahead of Queen with three and the Rose Athletic, who have two points. This week's game predictions have been provided from by Karen from Division 3 team Verbena. So this week's games of the week are Punjab United versus Sun in the senior division. And they've gone for Sun to win by three goals to one. In Division 1, Marley Royals versus Slade Green Railway, where they have predicted a two-all score draw. In Division 2, Six Bells versus Swanscombe Tigers Reserves. They've predicted that Six Bells will win by four goals to nil. In Division 3, Grays and Vipers play AFC Bells, and they've predicted a three-all draw. And in Division 4, Ridgeway Darts versus Graves and Cricketers. They've predicted Graves and Cricketers to win by two goals to one. That's all for this week. We'll be back with more news and results from the North Kent Sunday League next week. Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Leatherhead and District part of the podcast this week. This week we had 66 results and they are as follows. In the Premier Division, we had Barnes Eagles Senior 6, Poplar 2, Oxshot Royals 3, Putney Town 2, Duke of Buckingham 1, Wandsworth Elite 1 and Wongas versus Old Wildonians was postponed due to no pitch. In Division 1, we had AFC Chase 2, Banstead Rovers 1, Ashford Town 1, Pavletico Rovers 10, London St George's 2, JB Rangers 2, Old Wimbledonians Reserves 1, Chesilton United 3, and finally the Buffs FC versus Wangas was abandoned due to a serious injury. Hopefully the player's okay. In Division 2, we had Carshorton All-Stars 1, Carshorton FC 0, Chesington Sports 3, Thames River Plate 4, Hamworth Sports 2, Royal Admiral 2, Not Very Athletic 4, Putney Lions 1, and finally Rose Hill Athletic 2, Alexandria United 1. In Division 3, CF Rail Morden 5, AFC Tadworth 2, Downside 1, Alexandria United Irons 2, ECS Classics 11 at 6, Riverside 2, Manor Park Wanderers 5, Mondial 2, and Tullworth 4, Effingham Park United 1. In Division 4, Hersham Rangers 2, Bev Athletic 2, Horton Athletic 3, Sporting Santos 3, Lower Kingswood Social 3, Kingston Patriots 3, Mickleham Badgers 2, Banstead Eagles 3. In Division 5, we had Berryland United 2, Yule Corinthians 3, Yule Dons 2, Seller Sunday 11, Hersham 0, Serpent Sports 0, RP Royals 5, Erskine Rovers 1. In Division 6, AFC Your Reserves 0, West Woking Wanderers 2, Team Athletic 11 by Fleet Village Men's 1, Common Village 6, AFC Rio 0, Epsom Your Old Boys 4, Wooden Victoria 2, Ironside 2, Nork 3, and in Division 7, AFC All Tigers 1, Croy Gas Phoenix 2, 
Mitcham Strollers nil, Nudigate Sunday two, SCR Sunday reserves four, Epsom Albion one, and in Division Eight, Claygate Casuals twelve, Thames Ditton two, Epsom All Stars four, Abbey Rangers Sundays one, FC Moretti two, Old Kingstonians two, Serberton Town two, Ditton Dons three. Wallington Town 2, AFC Southborough 6, and Worcester Park 2, St Helier Youth Men's 1. In Division 9, AFC Tolworth 0, Egham Stags 0, Alexandria United Athletic 4, Serpent Sports Reserves 2, Fetcham United 2, Rye FC 3, Hamworth Sports Reserves 0, Rosehill Athletic Reserves 1, Kingston Dynamos 0, AFC Cannons 0, and Malden United 2, Sporting Renegades 0. In Division 10, Byfleet Town 2, my team paid 4. Cage United 2, the Willoughby Arms 1. Castle Hill 6, Rickman Rovers 1. Cheam Village 1, Old Wimbledonians A 4. Rygate Road Rangers 7, Rygate Hill 2. And West Byfleet Rangers 0, Sutton Knights A 1. In Division 11, Dynamo Kingston 2, Carshorton Eagles 1, FC Surreyside 11, 6, Overton Lions 1, Parkside Sundays 2, Albury FC 0, Sutton Knights B 3, SCR Sunday Yellows 1, Tabworth Tigers 3, Bennington Park 3, and then finally in Division 12, Epsom Rovers 1, Double H Sunday 3, Off the Grid 5, West Woking Rovers 4, Parkside United 1, York Galacticos 3, Shearwater Sunday 1, Interham 3, and Tabworth Tigers Reserves 1, Old Wimbledonians B. And that's it for all the results on the 20th of September. Now on to the fixtures for the 27th of September. We've got 64 fixtures this week. Starting with the Premier Division, Partizan All-Stars versus Wonga Seniors, Poplar versus Old Wimbledonians, Putney Town versus Duke of Buckingham, and Wandsworth Elite versus Oxshot Royals. In Division 1, we've got Banstead Rovers versus Chesington United, JB Rangers versus AFC Chase, Old Wimbledonians Reserves versus London St George's, The Buffs versus Pavletico Rovers. And Wangash United versus Ashford Town Sunday. In Division 2, Alexandria United versus Not Very Athletic. Carshalton versus Thames River Plate. Hamworth Sports versus Carshalton All Stars. Putney Lions versus Chesham Sports. And Rosehill Athletic versus Royal Admiral. In Division 3, we have AFC Lynx versus Downside. AFC Tabworth versus Mondial. Alexandro United Irons versus ECS Classics 11, Effingham Park United versus Manor Park Wanderers, and Riverside FC versus CF Round Morden. In Division 4, we have Banstead Eagles versus Walton Heath, Kingston Patriots versus Kingston Boys, Mickleham Badgers versus Lower Kingswood Social, Sporting Santos versus Beth Athletic, and Sutton Knights versus Hersham Rangers. In Division 5, we have AFC York versus Hersham FC, Dundonald versus Berryland United, Erskine Rovers versus Yule Dons, York Corinthians versus Bocca Seniors, 
and Zerbaton Sports versus Seller Sunday. In Division 6, we have Team Athletic versus AFC Rio, Nork versus Cobham Village, Southwest XI versus Epsmanuel Old Boys, West Woking Wanderers versus Ironside, and Wooden Victoria versus Byfleet Village Men's. In Division 7, we have Alexandria United Ravens versus FTC Galacticos. Croy Gas Phoenix versus SCR Sunday Reserves, Epsom Albion versus Mitcham Strollers, Hersham Royals versus Charnwood Cavaliers, Leverhead Galacticos versus AFC Yule Tigers, and Nudigate Sunday versus Haydens Park. In Division 8, we have Abbey Rangers Sunday's Reserves versus Serberton Town, Ditton Dons versus Claygate Casuals, and Old Kingstonians versus Worcester Park. In Division 9, we have AFC Cannons versus Egham Stags, Malden United versus AFC Tolworth, Rosehill Athletic Sunday versus Alexandria United Athletic, Rye FC versus Kingston Dynamos, Sporting Renegades versus Fetcham United, and Serbent Sports Reserves versus Hamworth Sports Reserves. In Division 10, we have Cheam Village versus Castle Hill, Old Wimbledonians A versus Cage United. Rygate Hill versus Byfleet Town, Rickman Rovers versus West Byfleet Rangers, Sutton Knights A versus Rygate Road Rangers, and the Willoughby Arms versus My Team Paid. In Division 11, we have Albury FC versus Dynamo Kingston, FM United versus Tabworth Tigers, Overton Lions versus Sporting Wimbledon, and SCR Sunday Yellows versus Carshorton Eagles. In Division 12, we have BCJ versus Tabworth Tigers Reserves, Double H versus Parkside United, Yule Galacticos versus Old Wimbledonians B, Interham versus West Woking Rovers, and finally, Shearwater Sunday versus Off The Grid. That's it for Sunday the 27th of September. Thank you for listening and speak to you again next week. Hello and welcome to the Hearts Advertiser Sunday Football League, um, part of the Selk podcast. Um, just going to start off by running through the results for this past week, Sunday the 20th of September. Uh, in the Premier Division, we've got AFC London Road 2, AFC Rangers 1, Brookmans Park 2, Six Bells 1, Phoenix 0, Skewbridge 4, Plough and Harrow 1, Blackbury Jacks 1, The Beehive 2, Hilltop 1. In Division 1, we've got AFC London Road Reserves 3, Hearts Lions 4, FC Welling 2, Bournemouth Rovers 0. Hilltop against Snugbar was abandoned due to a broken leg. Uh, wish that player well. Feverlum Old Boys 2, Harpen and Colt Old Boys 2. In Division 2, we had New Greens 2, Harpen and Colt Old Boy Reserves 2, Pinewood 1, Little Heath 0. Player Packs 3, Welling Warriors 2, and St George's 1, Oaks 1. In Division 3, Beehive Reserves 7, Phoenix Reserves 1, Forza Watford 2, Borenwood Raiders 1, TNF 4, Mermaid 3, Wheathamsted Wanderers 4, The Wishing Well 5. In Division 4, Hatfield Mosquitoes against St Albans Warriors was postponed. We have Phoenix A nil, the wrestlers six, 
Royston Rangers reserves two, Brookmans Park reserves five, Welling Pegasus one, Hatfield Seniors eight, Welling Warriors reserves one, Marshallswick Rovers one, and in the Hearts Advertiser Intermediate Cup semi-final, it was Blacksmiths one, Royston Rangers nil. My score predictions for this week were a lot better than usual. Still only got two right, but that's that's good for me. But the games were close. I had Brookmans Park against Six Bells down as a two-all draw. Brookmans Park edged it 2-1. Uh, I knew it would be a close game. Both of them come up from Division 1 last year. They were the top two in that league. I had AFC London Road Reserves against Hearts Lions. I predicted a 4-3 win for London Road Reserves. Um, surely got to get a bit of credit for getting the result right. It a score right, 4-3 it was to the Hearts Lions though. Um, uh, player packs and Welling Warriors, two of the top sides in Division 2. My surprise package and one of my fancy teams in that league actually. Um, I had it down to 2-0, it was 3-2 and, and I've seen the VO footage um, from the, the league's VO camera. And um, yeah, it was a mistake that settled it after Welling Warriors came back from 2-0 down to 2-0. So a close game there. Um, the one that was miles off for me was uh, Beehive Reserves and Phoenix. Two high-scoring teams. I had it as a high-scoring draw, but Beehive Reserves winning that one 7-1. And I predicted 5-1 to Hatfield Seniors against Welling Pegasus, and they, they got a couple more on one 8-1. Um, and also the cup game, my team, the Blacksmiths, beat Royston Rangers 1-0. Um, a lot of possession we had. I had it down as a 3-1 win. But, um, yeah, credit where credit's due. Royston, two leagues below us, were absolutely superb. A great effort from them. Um, they defended superbly. Now to run through the fixtures uh, and my games of the week uh, this week. We've got a full set of league fixtures this week, no cup games. Um, so every team playing in a, in a league fixture. So we've got two games chosen for our Super 6 uh, from Division 3 this, this this week. There's a couple of cracking games there. I'll, I'll, um, I'll start from the top anyway. Uh, in the Premier Division, we've got Hilltop against Blackbury Jacks. Um, Phoenix against Brookmans Park. Plough and Harrow against AFC London Road. Six Bells against AFC Rangers. And the Beehive against Skewbridge. In Division 1, AFC London Road Reserves against FC Wellin. Blacksmiths against Hearts Lions. Bournemouth Rovers against Hilltop Reserves. BWSC against Verulam Old Boys. Snug Bar against Harpen and Cole Old Boys. In Division 2, We've got Harpen and Cole Old Boy Reserves against Welling Warriors. Little Heath against New Greens. Oaks against Pinewood. Player Packs against Wheathampstead 89. And St George's against AFC Mims. In Division 3, we've got Bournemouth Raiders against Phoenix Reserves. Hansbury's against Mermaid. Royston Rangers against TNF. The Wishing Well against Beehive Reserves. And Wheathampstead Wanderers against Forza Watford. And in Division 4, we've got Brookmans Park Reserves against Phoenix A. Hatfield Seniors against Royston Rangers Reserves. Marshallswick Rovers against St Albans Warriors. The Wrestlers against Hatfield Mosquito. And Welling Warriors against Welling Pegasus. Now, my games of the week for this week. In the Prem, I've gone for Phoenix against Brookmans Park. It's top feet bottom. Uh, Brookmans Park, fantastic start to the season. Unbeaten after the first three games with seven points. Phoenix uh, sit at the foot of the table at the moment. But to give them credit, they've, they've had the my top three picks for the season in AFC London Road, Skewbridge and AFC Rangers have been their three opening games. And and they've not been... They, they lost 4-0 to Skewbridge, but it, I'm, I'm told it was quite, quite tight in the first half. And that they only lost uh, by a single 
uh, goal, I believe, to the, to the other two. So they're, they're not going to uh, just roll over here. It's going to be a tough game, but I'm going to go with a form book and I'm going to suggest uh, Brookman's part 2-1 in that one. Um, in Division 1, my game of the week goes for Bournemouth Rovers against Hilltop Reserves. It's third v fourth, two very tough physical sides. Um, all, all the sides from Bournemouth and Hatfield usually are. Um, I believe Bournemouth Rovers have, have their star man back, Billy Lobjoy. He's their top scorer. He scored 52 goals last year. Uh, they probably missed him at the weekend against Welling. They only lost 2-0. He could have made a bit of a difference there. And I think that they'll, they'll win this one. I've gone for 4-2 for Bournemouth Rovers. In Division 2, it's the bottom two of the table, St George's and AFC Mims. St George's with just one point on the board. AFC Mims yet to get off the mark. I think it'll be a tight game. I'm going to go for 2-2. As I said earlier, two games in Division 3 added because of the Super 6. Um, two of my picks um, at the top of Division 3, Hansbury's and the Mermaid Meet uh, at Tormin Drive. I think it'll be a really good game. We've played both of them over the last couple of years ourselves. So I know both teams quite well. Uh, I think it'll be a really good game. I'm going to sit on the fence on this one. I'll go for 3-3. Free free. Um, and then the other game we've gone for is the Wishing Well against Beehive Reserves. Both sides didn't get off to the best start in the season, losing the opening couple of games, but they both uh, picked up their first wins in high-scoring games at the weekend. I think it'll be um, a high-scoring game again. I'm going to go for 6-3 for the Beehive Reserves. And then in Division 4, we've got the Hatfield Derby, the Wrestlers against Hatfield Mosquito. Uh, the Wrestlers are um, fine form again at the weekend, uh, winning 6-0. Ashley Kingston, their, their leading uh, goal scorer, Probably going to be the top scorer in this division if he scores five every week. He's he's back after missing the first game. So the, I've gone for a 4-1 win there to, to the wrestlers in the Hatfield derby. No news as of yet in regards to cup competitions or county cups. The latest with the county cups is they are waiting until next month to see about fitting them in due to the situation with COVID. So... I guess there is a strong possibility that the County Cups could be stopped this year, but we'll just have to wait until October and see where we're at. Hopefully they don't because it's a fantastic competition as as they all are around the UK, the County Cups, bringing other leagues, uh, opportunity, sorry, to play against other teams in other leagues. So hopefully they sort that out. With the League's Cup competitions, uh, my understanding is they're going to get the last season's Cups finished. The semi-finals should all be completed by the end of next month. Um, and then it'll just be a, a day or two for the finals to be played at the beginning of November. Um, and hopefully next month we'll start to see a bit more in terms of how and when and what they're going to do with the cup competitions. But yeah, obviously because of everything, just everyone's glad to be back playing, I'm sure. And and yeah, hopefully we can uh, we can get back to playing in the cup competitions. But just yeah, obviously be patient and we just have to wait and see what's going to happen there. And that's all for this week. No, nothing else to report and, and I'll, uh, I'll speak to you all next week. Thanks very much. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.